You're listening to The Modern Love Project. We are your hosts, Carly and Simon. Here at The Modern Love Project, we candidly discuss... Romantic relationships. Friendship. Family. Sexuality. Modern parenting. Topical social issues. Let's do this. Simon Shimmy. Welcome. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Just a few technical difficulties to start off with. Oh, I love that. Uh, episode fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Crack and start today. Yeah, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Let's talk about toxic masculinity. Yes, a topic that you are very passionate and vocal about. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be what everyone thinks it is. I'm not going to, you know, bash men or anything like that. It's, you know, Real conversation about a real issue that hopefully is going to inspire people to be a bit more reflective and maybe hold themselves a little bit more accountable and others too. I think this is a really cool thing for us to talk about because you identify as a male, Mm -hmm. you are pansexual, Mm -hmm. so that's a quite unique experience Mm -hmm. in, I guess, gender roles, stereotypes, energies, and then... I'm female, but I'm raising a son. Yeah. So completely different life experiences. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. So before we get into that, though, um, let's get into some feedback from last episode, Identity Crisis. From Lisa Simpson. From Lisa Simpson. (laughs) Yes, we love Lisa Simpson. She's great. And I have to say thank you so much to everyone who's contributed feedback because it's a really great way for us to assess if you're liking what we are talking about and just layering in your own experience for things that we might have potentially overlooked, Mm. which is great for us to learn too. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So for what Lisa Simpson Uh, said in terms of her feedback uh, she's in a relationship and she's taken it upon herself to I guess make her partner a little bit more accountable for um, their own identity their own self-identity which is great I think it's amazing that you have a partner who is going to encourage you and support you in exploring new things and making you accountable for you know, who you are and who you want to be. I thought it was really cool because we talked about sort of recognising our own loss of identity in a relationship, whereas Lisa Simpson spoke to noticing that her partner mm-hmm. had lost a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that she is identifying that and then supporting her partner and yeah. not taking advantage of it. Yeah. Which yeah. is a really... Yeah, great way to look at it. Yeah, so she said that um, she notices her partner can quite easily just go with the flow and kind of go with what's easiest mm-hmm. for her partner. Yeah, she's just holding her a little bit more accountable and reminding herself and encouraging her to do things um, for themselves, whether it be a hobby or any form of, you know, interest. Yeah. And just kind of encouraging to be their own person. And yeah. Not just go with majority or expectations. Yeah, I love it. I love that too. That's so great. Thank you for that feedback. Yeah, thanks, Lisa Simpson. Simpson. 
Pick and pair. Pick and pair. All right, you can go first. Oh, God. It's been an interesting week for both of us, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been a very emotionally charged week for me. I've had actually a bit of a shitty week all round, Mm -hmm. um, which we definitely just discussed, debriefed (laughs) offline. Um, Look, yeah, it's just my whole week's been a bit rough. So, I don't know, there's not one particular thing. Yeah. Um, but the peak for me, I had a really great night with some friends last night. We went up to their farm and had a fire and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is going to be yours, so maybe I won't share it. It was going to be around the thing up there on the board. No? Oh, no, yeah, you can. Oh, you can. So, was it in the relationship category? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in the relationship category in Apple Podcasts, we ranked number 61 in Australia. I know. So, that is, I don't even, I'm kind of like dumbfounded about it. I know. It, yeah. Like, we just woke up to the email and I shared it with Carly and I was like, this is just fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? And it's just gone to a level that neither of us were kind of expecting in the best possible way though yeah like, I think it's been it's encouraging for me because I it makes me think oh maybe people are engaged with the topics that we're talking about and hopefully we're helping people and I'm mm. certainly being cathartic for myself but mm. <laughs> it would be great yeah. to be helping other people as well yeah for sure yeah so that was definitely peak of my week yeah me too that was definitely a peak for me this week, like you said, has been an emotional week. I don't know what's going on. I don't really believe in, like, you know, with the moon vibes. And no, but we've both had shockers. Mercury and retrograde. I'm not into that kind of stuff. But has there been something in the water? I'm I don't sure. know. Maybe there's an element of when you start working through things. And like I said, this has been really cathartic for us doing this podcast. So mm. maybe things have started to come up when we're recognizing them a little bit and they're in yeah. our face because we're exploring and yeah. revisiting things. Yeah. I don't know. This yes, week, last point. week can just fuck right off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, new episode, new, new week. week. <laughs> Hopefully everyone else has had a good week. This yeah. Week. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into, into Boys Will Be Boys. Toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity. Let's define toxic masculinity mm-hmm. first off. Yeah. You, you do it. You, me? All yeah, right, sure. You do it. So sure. uh, toxic masculinity is a set of attitudes and ways of behaving stereotypically associated with or expected of men. Regarding or regarded as having a negative impact on men and on a society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what my interpretation. Yeah, I think so too. Understanding of it was. Yeah, and we'll go through what that kind of looks like as well, because I know a definition can be one thing, but knowing what it actually looks like in the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll dig a bit deeper into that soon. So I found in a medical journal. Um, its own definition in terms of the medical world. Mm-hmm. Um, in modern society, people often use the term toxic masculinity to describe exaggerated masculine traits that many cultures have widely accepted or glorified. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, this harmful concept of masculinity places significant importance on manliness based on a few things, mm. based on strength, both physically and emotionally. Yeah. So I guess in terms of what you look like, but also how you um, are perceived and how you come across. Yeah. Should we dig into these a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. sure. I think, um, firstly, 
the many cultures have widely accepted or glorified that really stand out for me so it's not even that these behaviors are happening and then they're being called out or they are now to a certain extent but they're being I guess glorified and then Mm. promoted or showcased as an example Mm. of what it looks like to be a man so then the behavior is being perpetuated Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting yeah I thought so too um strength physically and emotionally Uh, wow that's to me, this is a big one because it. What does a man, air quotations, yeah. what is a man supposed to look like? I know, right? And physically, yeah. Well, I think when when we talk looking at it stereotypically, the answer is muscles, the Adonis kind of yeah. physique. I would say tall. Tall, yeah. I don't know what. Jawline, yeah, mysterious kind of. I would say athletic. Looking. Athletic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Confident. Confident, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And not, I guess, when we're talking about strength emotionally, we obviously kind of think that they're not sensitive. Yeah. I guess. Well, it's almost a level of emotionless, unless, um, or at least on the front, mm. you don't really see the tears or mm. the frailty or yeah. it's very strength orientated, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Emotionless this, is a good word. I like that. Oh, good. Yeah, this is interesting. And I know we're speaking to men, but women certainly, I would say there would be a stereotype for what they look like as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, knowing that layer of men and then gender fluidity as well Yeah. as, yeah, guy. Men are not all going to look the same. There's like physical differences, there's cultural differences. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's crazy to have that one, one stereotype. That one stereotype. Yeah. yeah. And I think the next top point is looks and physique, and we just kind of touched on that. And I yeah. think it is important to know that in different cultures, what a man does and looks like is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have this umbrella stereotype, no matter what culture yeah. you're from, of a man yeah. looks like this. This is what a man should look like. Yeah. And I know you're probably going to get into this <clears> later, <throat> but I think we definitely see that represented through advertising, uh, media, movies. Social media. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, lack of emotion and inability to communicate emotions. So, mm-hmm. again, the emotionless comment that you made ties yeah. well into that. I mean, I'm not a man, so I can't speak to this, but... Is there actually a lack of emotion or an inability to communicate or is it there but it's just mm. stifled? That's what I think. Like I don't think I don't think men necessarily suffer a lack of emotion. They just suffer the tools to be able to express that. Yeah, in a it's almost displaced, way. isn't it? It's yeah. like you've got those feelings but you need to squash them. Mm-hmm. Or you need to place them in a way that is manly. That's like accepted. If you're having an emotional day, you go to the gym and pump out some weights. Yeah. You know, because that would be deemed the healthy yeah. way as a man to express their feelings. Yeah. Um, self-sufficient. So I guess Ooh. they're independent, don't need nobody else. Do you think this goes back to the hunter-gatherer type provider? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really good point. Self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, dominance and violence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that kind of speaks for itself. Also, dominance as in alpha over other males? I think both. Yeah. Yeah, like the alpha um, aspect over other males, but mm-hmm. also the dominance 
over females, okay. them being the dominant, you know, gender. Okay, yes, superior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, sexual virility, so how much sex you have. Yeah. It's always been kind of glorified that men are allowed to have sex as much as they want and they're mm-hmm. considered a hero, but women... They're dirty little sluts. Dirty little boys. <laughs> yeah. Which obviously, it's not fair in the slightest. And we are trying to live in a sex-positive world where anyone can sleep with as many people as they like. Yeah. Exploration, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Anti-feminism and hetero-superiority. So a manly man wouldn't be a feminist? Yeah. And a manly man would be superior to... To other sexualities. Yeah, Yeah. okay. If you're a male and you're not straight, you're automatically, you know, deemed as more feminine or not as masculine or not as manly. Yeah. And that's just associated with historical views of gay men. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. to unpack. Do you know what's interesting for me about the anti-feminism? So, obviously myself being a feminist, when I see males that feel like they are superior to females and they're entitled, to me I'm instantly like, yuck. Mm-hmm. Like, You've yeah. got some growing up to do. Yeah. But without throwing people under the bus or stereotyping, I feel like there's a lot of women that find this traditional idea of what a man is and should look like attractive. Yes. And we are going to touch on that. Okay. Very shortly. <laughs> Your facials yeah. then. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. So, because, yeah, we're, we're, to, we're going to talk about expectations soon both from a man's perspective and women's perspective and all mm-hmm. their other areas of life so yeah can't wait to unpack that i wish i'd said this at the beginning but i'll just inject it here i think that there is a place for like femininity and masculinity and all energies mm-hmm. um i think they're both they both can be amazing mm-hmm. and they both um you can identify as a female and have masculine energy and traits and as well as female and tap into both depending on what you're Mm -hmm. needing to do and I think that they both need to be celebrated and I don't want it to come across that we're like anti-masculine energy because I think there are positive masculine energies that do serve purposes for sure yeah but then also what is masculine energy and what is feminine energy who defines that who gets yeah I I suppose I was referring to I guess like the traditional so my traditional um idea of like a female energy would be nurturing, caring, mm-hmm. I guess calming energy, whereas masculine yeah. would be um a bit more not assertive. I was about to say assertive, but I don't know if that's the right word. Provider, because, leader. Yeah, provider, leader, um, mm-hmm. supporter, yeah. um, like go out and get it type thing. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of interesting because we're also living in a new wave of feminism in terms of equal opportunity in the workplace mm-hmm. and women yeah. taking ownership of their career and yeah. leading their own career opportunities and that yeah. kind of stuff which is great yeah. and so i feel like women are taking back that energy yes. from the masculine and that's what i'm saying i don't want people to think that we're poo-pooing masculine energy because it's not about um i think that there's a place for both energies and i think that irrespective of your gender you can tap into awesome qualities Mm-hmm. from both for sure yeah and i think it also it's what you make it feminine energy and masculine energy mm-hmm. is 
is how you make it and it's what is defined for you. Yeah. doesn't necessarily, it's the same definition for the person next to you. Yeah. Masculine and feminine looks completely different to a lot of other people. Yeah. Cultures, religions, yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff, so... Um, and also, I just want to disclaimer, but um, I have struggled a lot with masculinity as a concept, um, mm-hmm. not just as because you feel like you don't fit the typical mold because I've never fit that typical mold, uh-huh. and I was uh, you know, wore up from like the earliest memories, I knew that. I was not fitting into that type of mold. Mm-hmm. People around me knew that. Which is interesting, though, I'm going to say, because to look at you, mm. you look like a typical – I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking, I keep forgetting people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look like a typical dude, dude. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then I open my mouth or you see my hand movements, like, okay, that guy's a little bit – I don't really. No. Maybe I, I don't know. So yeah. yeah. But to look at you, like if you just saw you, like a picture of you, you would be mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's a tall, attractive, athletic looking guy. Mm-hmm. So you almost fit into this stereotype, but inside, uh, I don't. It didn't. So you I can even look like some of this stuff mm. that we're saying could, you're supposed to, again, yeah. look like yeah. and still feel displaced. Yeah, and that's why I feel uncomfortable when someone gives me a compliment on my aesthetics. Yeah, no, you were like so cringy. I know, because it was like, just oh. like, I don't, like, <laughs> I don't want my masculine energy to be defined by the way look. I look. It's yes. just not important to me and I wish it wasn't as important to other people but you know that's something that you've got to learn over time mm-hmm. but for me it's just like I don't I, don't, I want to be seen for what's who, who I am and yeah. not what I look like and that be defined yeah. my actions my words how I conduct myself how I yeah. treat other people yeah that is what should be defined yeah that's the dream yeah anyway I derailed you. you <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you felt little, you didn't. Yeah, so I, I knew I didn't fit in the mold into mm-hmm. a traditional, stereotypical, yeah, masculine, and that's why it took me a really long time to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took also took me a long time to connect to or connect with straight men as well. As a result, because I've, you know, in my childhood, there's some trauma and that kind of stuff. That's been yeah that's taken a long time for me to to recognize mm-hmm. and not let project in a toxic way yeah but then also not let it define my relationships with other men yeah um, because I am a pansexual and I don't fit into the masculine or feminine um I'm both but I am neither yeah and so it's yeah, it's always been hard to kind of tap into other people's masculine energy or feminine energy because it's like there's a certain level of I don't identify with that and I right. wish that you yeah. that you were more open mm-hmm. to feminine energy or masculine energy and not perpetuating stereotypes and I have a lot of beef with people that do. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my own journey. That's, that's my yeah. own healing. Yeah. Um do you know what I love and have, like, continued to love? I love watching and have loved the progression of yours and Sean's relationship. Yeah. Because Sean is, he's just like a dude, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. just a stereotypical mm-hmm. dude, dude. Um, yeah. And 
yeah, he just loves you and mm. embraces doing all the things. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's been really good because I've watched him learn through you and through yeah. being friends with you as well. Yeah, and I've and I've recognised that as definitely now that we're both older. Yeah, I can see that he's definitely expanding his mindset when it comes yeah. to masculinity, and maybe that's because he's raising a son as well. Yeah, which you'll tap into yeah. a little bit later as well. Yes. All right, we're sidetracked a lot, <laughs> but I love it when we do. I love it when we do. Um, so I found this really interesting piece of information. Um, the New York Times released an article about toxic masculinity back in 2019. And the American Psychological Association um, released in that year the first ever guidelines for psychologists working with boys and men who have been socialized to conform to the traditional masculine ideology. Mm-hmm. So psychologists are given the tools to be able to help boys and men navigate their own masculinity and removing them from the toxic side of it. Right. You also didn't say this, but you've got a note in here that it was 2019. So It's only three years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what are some examples of toxic masculinity? Mm -hmm. Um, I gathered a few, but there would obviously be a lot more, but I just wanted to grab the ones that would probably see more often. Yeah, for sure. So the title of our podcast, Boys Will Be Boys. Boys Will Be Boys. So the attitude of allowing men to get away with certain behaviours just because they're men Mm -hmm. or just because they have more testosterone than women. There's There's this level of people being content with the fact that boys will act like boys because they're boys. Yeah. Um, and not making them accountable for their actions and how harmful those types of behaviours can actually be on others. Yeah. Especially as a parent. I see that when I'm around other parents and them raising their boys and them getting away with certain behaviours because, oh, they're just boys. They're just yeah. play fighting and mucking around. Mm-hmm. They're just getting out there, you know testosterone that kind of stuff yeah and it's like mm, yeah but you always have a level of responsibility of making sure that that energy is placed somewhere that's healthy um, yeah and i wonder i don't think because it's not really talked about i don't think from well we're kind of just exploring i guess as a society what it looks like to make sure children um are breaking out of these I guess, social concepts of, Mm. you know, boys will be boys. I don't know that necessarily things get challenged because we're, Mm. we are so climatized to, oh, that's just normal boy behavior. Mm -hmm. So then if we're fast forwarding to when they're adults, this is just something that they've learned. So how do you unlearn a behavior you've been told all your life is, oh, that's fine. You could do that because you're a boy. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to displace blame because I think you still need to be accountable for your actions. But when you're socialized into being a certain way, mm. like who's mm. responsible? Like we're all responsible for creating this toxicity. For sure. For sure. So another example is perpetuating the male stereotype. Blue for boys, <sighs> pink for girls. We see it in the magazine, social media. It's yes. fully segregated into yes. boys this pathway, yeah. girls this pathway. And it looks completely different. Uh-huh. Um, and I've always said to David, when we have kids, if anyone tries to give us any gender, gender-based toys or yeah. colors or anything like that, mm-hmm. because our, our son, daughter, or they yeah. is a specific gender, mm-hmm. I'll be like, nope, 
Not having it. I want to add some stuff, and I'll just speak to young children or boys, mm-hmm. um, even though I know it's about the male stereotypes, so obviously older older guys as well. Yeah. Um, this is something that I really felt passionately about with both my children. I have always and continue to have the attitude, you dress how you want mm-hmm. and what feeds your soul and it's an expression and an extension of you. So mm-hmm. what you wear is how you're feeling. You wear whatever you want. Um, and it pisses me off that we even have boys sections and girls sections in clothing stores because straight away mm-hmm. that is starting that division. Yeah. And children, you know, if you want to wear something, you wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think like until you get older, because I know there's an element of shape and size that comes into it as you get older, but as a child, you should be free to express yourself through clothing however you want. Um, same with toys. If there's a toy that you like, I don't care where it sits. I don't, you Mm. grab it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so my son has extremely long hair and he, when he was little, he grew his hair and then he ended up cutting it just before starting school because he was getting sick of getting called a girl. Mm -hmm. And then about six months later, he was like, no, I'm going to grow it again, which I was thrilled because I, it was, it was really heartbreaking seeing him change what he wanted to do based on other people's feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's still, so he's eight now, and he's still, he's a very pretty, attractive-looking little boy mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. He dresses as, like, I guess a stereotypical boy mm-hmm. in the colours and the clothes, but he has long hair, and he continuously gets called a girl, more so by adults than by children, which I think is super interesting. Yeah, right. Um, and he speaks up about it now and says, Ugh, I'm actually... I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the parents or adults' credit, they will apologise and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, but, you know, I can't help but being like, oh, you know, it's just because he's got long hair, right? And they're like, yeah, we didn't have a proper look. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't assume. Yeah. Nor do we, and again, I even do it sometimes, but we shouldn't even be saying like, oh, good boy or good girl or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't. you don't need the gender in there. No. And the last thing I'm going to say, <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, so the model slash actress... Emily Radagaski, yeah. I don't know her last name. Yeah. She did a whole article about it when she had her first baby that she didn't um, labeled the gender of the child. She just mm-hmm. refers to the child as they. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've tried to take into whenever I see parents with um, either pregnant, I'm like very conscious of being like, oh, you know, do you know what you're having? Like, what gender are you having? Mm-hmm. Because one, that's none of my business, but two, like, you're already starting that. A conversation that's a boy and a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And then when there's a baby that I see, I'll be like, I would just refer to them as they. Because mm-hmm. if you're a little baby, I'm sure on some level you're picking up everything as well. So mm-hmm. you're already getting told what gender you are and yeah. what if that's not what you are. Exactly. So, and that comes back yes. to the unlearning. As well, because yeah. at that age, you're just because you have a penis or vagina, you're being told you're either a boy or a girl. Yeah. But what if you don't identify that yes. at that age? Yes. You have to unlearn that. And, yeah. you know, the thing for me is both my children were and still are allowed to choose from whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. but they have both gravitated towards what interests them. So yeah. Abel is into you know, sports and mm-hmm. music and skateboarding and Vader's into dancing. Yeah. But I am happy that I gave them space to, to explore, that, explore for themselves. that for themselves and try yeah. all the things that they wanted to. So I think if yeah. you just give people 
the chance to explore, hopefully that will allow them to find what they're naturally wanting to do anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yes. I love that. Another example is violence against women. Mm. So I guess that comes back to the dominance aspect of... Yeah, um, yeah, so dig into that. How does toxic masculinity feed into violence against women? So it's about the um, expectation of men being superior, superior, yeah, or, and being strong. Yeah, and I, I think from the research, it comes from the male's inability to express emotions in a healthy way. Okay. So we've been told that emotions bad. Mm-hmm. Don't be a sissy. Don't cry. You know, hold it in. Type of mindset. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to violence against women, the evidence is there that it's because men are incapable of expressing those emotions or feelings in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be for different types of reasons as well, which we'll get into later, but it could be yeah, their own trauma thinking. that they're projecting. It can be from society's expectations. It can be toxic I- masculinity. There's and so there's cultural facets. layers to that cultural as well layers. of yeah. where, I guess, women sit in terms of, yeah, the hierarchy of, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I also think when we're talking about toxic masculinity and violence against women, or not even violence, just the treatment of women mm-hmm. without labelling certain groups or activities, there's definitely certain areas where it's more predominant. Mm-hmm. let's just say sporting for example yes yes so do you think there's a layer of there's heightened masculinity testosterone and expectations in there and then yeah. that then spills over into yeah because yeah there's definitely an element of types of things types of areas types of jobs types of mm-hmm. yeah yeah. roles that I guess toxic males can fall into. Yeah. I guess from this comment, the first thing that comes to mind for me, the best example is rugby match. Your team loses. Mm-hmm. Domestic violence increases. Really? Like call outs, ambulances, helplines, that kind of stuff. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. We haven't taught people how to safely release, explore yeah. these emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, which is really, really sad, to be honest. It's like it's fucked up. Harm against minorities. Yeah, so there's obviously a racist element here when it comes to toxic masculinity that straight white men superior to... Yeah, I was about to say, and I almost brought it up at the start when we were talking about what does like a traditional masculine man look like, and I almost said white. Straight white man. Straight white man. There's obviously people out there where they think let's, they're superior. Let's not pretend that racial inequality is not a thing because it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. In terms of opportunity, in terms yeah. of like in every way. So yeah. yeah, and just toxic masculinity kind of perpetuates that racial inequality mm-hmm. as well. And same with the violence against women because there's the sense of when it comes to women, there's that sense of entitlement. Yeah, um, of women and ownership. And when we're speaking to minorities, I know we spoke about this when we talked about. Ruby Wade, mm-hmm. um, transgender mm-hmm. community as well, suffer from a lot of violence um, and hate crimes. And I imagine there's an element of, uh, well, they definitely don't fit into the traditional male masculine stereotype. Yeah. 
definitely. Yeah, this one's a heavy one. Yeah. Um, So suicide statistics. Yeah. Just a little um, inject their trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, trigger warning. So switch off for the next couple of minutes if this is something that triggers you. So we can see it in the suicide statistics here in Australia where men are three times more likely to take their own life compared to women. Mm -hmm. Um, And studies have shown that it is due to the inability of men being able to express themselves properly in a healthy way and being taught properly throughout their their life where to go to to seek help or if if it's okay to seek help, it's okay to not be okay. I think I'm glad you said that because I think there is so much stigma around anyone seeking help for mental health Mm -hmm. but particularly for men because it's not associated talking about things Mm -hmm. is not associated with traditional masculinity Mm -hmm. like you're not I suppose encouraged to go and chat with your guy friends when you're having a problem or an issue we've come a long way with with that certainly to be honest but I wouldn't say it's normal it's not a normal go-to to to be like oh shit I'm having a hard time I'm going to go talk to my mate yeah, for sure. And, you know, we want, you know, the suicide statistic to go down for all genders. Yeah. But it just so happens that men are three times more likely to take their own life. And we need to look at the reasons why. And one yeah. of those reasons is because of the lack of teachings mm-hmm. for boys and how to express their yeah. emotions and their feelings. Yeah. Um, and also gender expression. Yeah. Expectations. Yeah all those kinds of things that can impact someone's mental health. Yeah, there's so much work to be done and I think it needs to, like it's not a male problem, it's a societal problem and Mm -hmm. we all need to do the work because, you know, there's still, females still buy into this idea of what a typical male looks like too and encourage and support that Mm behaviour. So, yeah, it is definitely, it just breaks my heart really and I think there's an element of, um, identity as well and Mm. when men feel displaced from who they are for sure that certainly contributes to mental health and if you don't fit into that mold that we were talking about Mm -hmm. uh, and you don't have an outlet for expression or dealing with how you're feeling this is where things get really really bad and Mm -hmm. people do hurt themselves yeah well, so let's end it there because I think we're going to split this episode into two, okay. like we usually do. Um, so thanks for listening so far, guys. In the next episode, part two, we'll talk about where toxic masculinity might come from, the reasons why it exists um, and why it's important to talk about it and things we can do to to combat it yeah. as well. Awesome. And also Carly will talk about her perspective of parenting a male in today's climate. <laughs> Thanks, cool. guys. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye.